Welcome to the Career Rockstars podcast. I'm Dr. Alicia Ali, Europe's premier career coach and mentor, and my mission is to support you in taking back control of your career. My guest and I will share strategies, systems, and stories inspiring you to dream big, conquer career challenges, and achieve your career goals. We'll enable you to be more, lead more, and to live more, to become a career rock star. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Alicia Ali. Welcome to this episode of the Career Rockstars podcast. My guest today is Alan. Debe describes, she describes herself as a leader inside and outside the corporate world. Alain holds a PhD in finance, in management and management. Uh, she currently holds a senior position in a leader in pharmaceutical company. And she's also the co-founder of a company focused on women who love their lives as well as their jobs. It seems to me that Arlen is living the best of both worlds. Join me in welcoming Arlen Debe to the Career Rockstars podcast. Welcome, Arlen. Welcome, Alicia. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I mean, we have so much to talk about. I did have a peek at your LinkedIn profile, and I observed the range of jobs you've held over the last 15 years. And it's clear that you've um, had so many areas of expertise and skills. And I would really like to talk about that, but a bit later, because now I would really like you to tell us a bit about what you are currently doing in your corporate career. Sure. And thank you for having me, Alicia. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. So currently, uh, I am in a position um, which is called performance and clinical control tower. So it can mean a lot of things, but what uh, I do with my team uh, is we are really developing performance management and performance dialogue within the clinical operation space. Uh, it's a new team being part of a new team also. So everything is new around us. <laughs> We need to build everything. We need to build the tools. We need to build the relationship with our stakeholder in the business. But it's quite exciting at the same time. And a lot of challenges uh, are waiting for us. Uh, I've just finished uh, recruiting my entire team. So I think that now we are in the starting block to, to really uh, uh, develop this performance culture in, in the organization. Great, great. You know, many people think of uh, entrepreneurship as being, um, you know, someone who starts their company, but we can also be entrepreneurs within a corporation. Absolutely. Uh, because there you've just said it, you've basically had a startup, something completely new to serve the organization. Uh, yes. And all of this experience we can use when we actually, at some point in our lives, we all have this any desire or ambition sometimes to start a company. And I know you've started a company. Um, so this is like a skill that we are learning in corporate that can be extended beyond that. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank, thanks for um, highlighting that. And I like the, what did you say? What kind of tower, performance tower? 
Yes, clinical performance. <laughs> interesting. Yes. That's really interesting. Um, great. So, you know, every career path, Aline, has it's like a roller coaster. You know, yeah. sometimes we go through ups and sometimes we go through downs. And some people say that, you know, if we are constant, like your heartbeat, you're basically yeah. dead, right? Yeah. Um, so what are some um, uh, some of your experiences that you might want to share in terms of highs yeah. or lows? Yeah, I, I think that my, my first uh, experience is to say that everything is possible. Uh, I say that because by education, my, my first uh, graduation is in classical letters. So I wanted to be a teacher of Latin and ancient Greek. And now if you look where I am, <laughs> okay, how did she get there? <laughs> so clearly uh, it's a, a combination, a series of decisions that you take in your life and which lead you where you are today. So nothing is impossible. I, at 22, I was ready to become a teacher of Latin and ancient Greek. And now I am leading a performance team in clinical operations in a pharma company. Um, what was really driving me, I think, is really the appetite to learn, to always learn new things. This is really something that I like to have in my job. And I think that in a career, it's a succession of challenges that you take to stretch yourself, followed by maybe job where you are more in your comfort zone, because I believe that you cannot always be stretched. Otherwise, because it's really uh, using you as a person. It, it, it requests a lot of energy. So for me, it's a succession of stretches and then the next position is a little bit more comfortable. The next one is again a stretch and then a little bit more comfortable. And this is a little bit the roller coaster that you are talking about. Yeah, because if we, um, you know, we all know it about being in your comfort zone, but if we stretch ourselves too much, then we can easily snap. Absolutely. And uh, we, some, some people like incremental change. Uh, yeah. Some people like big step changes. Um, and yes. I think what you're doing now, it's, it's actually creating a new team in a new environment, yes. completely new. That's, that's not incremental for me. That's a big step. Yes. <laughs> so I think um, also when people know their worth and their capabilities, then they're able to, and also the support system around them, then they're Absolutely. able to take those challenges. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So I, I like I like that um, how you bridge that uh, up and down with stretching and then taking yeah. time to it's not necessarily recover, but it's about adapting and then yeah. shifting again. Yeah. Super. And what I always said when, when I discuss with people, when you envision a new position for yourself, look at what you are bringing to the position and look at what you are what you want to get from the position. I, I, I don't think that I ever took a position where I was 100% in my comfort zone. I was always coming to get something, to develop an aspect of, of my personality, of, of my career in a position. But this percentage of the comfort zone in which you are, in which you want to, to stay, 
can evolve depending on the position that you are taking. That's interesting. And how, what, what, um, how do you come up with these uh, areas where you believe you need to be challenged, you yeah. believe you need to be stretched? I think that uh, once I am too comfortable in, in a position, I, I am craving some challenges. And I am then looking for a position with more stretch. So the, and, and I think that stretch is not only about the content of the position, it can also be the culture of the team, the department in which you, you are going to enter. You don't have to underestimate the, the pressure that it is to join a completely new company or join a completely new team versus only the content of the position. So sometimes you come with the content, but the stretch is that you have to join a new company. And, and, and that's, that's a stretch. You don't know anybody. You need to build your network. It's kind of your first day at school where you discover mm -hmm. a lot of new things. So the stretch is not only limited to the content, it also includes the environment of the new job that you are going to take. Yeah, and, and that's part, again, of our overall worth. You know, when we look at um, the investment people make into their resumes, it's like a summary of themselves, but they are worth so much more than Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's only given a highlight and many people limit themselves by their resumes. Yeah. Um, and it's so important and that's why I call this the career rock star. People are able to talk about themselves, first of all, with clarity. And that clarity brings confidence. Yes. And it's not easier. Uh, when you are on your day-to-day -day job, when you are really focused on your practical skills, it's sometimes very difficult to be able to take a step back and, and say, as you were mentioning, what, what is my value? What am I bringing? beside what is written on my CV. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's interesting because it's one of the things you, you highlighted and I hope we can talk about that is how do you find the time, make the time to yeah. invest in building your career proactively? Yeah. You just touched on it, but maybe elaborate yeah. a bit. Yeah, so this is something uh, I have been introduced to that when I was working at McKinsey, so uh, more than 10 years ago, where the career development is, is very important and, and they really invest in their people to help them grow. And I really like that. Uh, and I continue in my current uh, company, but also outside to read books, to listen to podcasts, uh, to listen to TED Talks. And... Uh, what I was doing and what I'm still doing is I tried to block one hour per week in my agenda for my development. And it can be, oh, I have some trainings to do for the company, but it can also be, oh, I, I wanted to look at that video on the TED Talks or I wanted to, to read that book. So I, I am spending 30 minutes or 40 minutes on reading a book. So it's really being conscious that Developing yourself, developing your career, it's not going to happen uh, by magic. Uh, you, you need to invest in, in yourself. 
and and for yeah. me it's, uh, it's, it's very important I think that I also share with you another experience because when I transitioned to this job a few months ago, I was really in this application process. And as I was just saying before, I was so in my day-to-day -day job that I had lost a little bit this capability of taking a step back and really being able to articulate my value beside what was on my CV. And so I, I took... Uh, three session with an external coach who didn't know me at all. And, and she really helped me articulate the value that I could bring to, to another company or to an, a new position. And that was really helpful to have an external eye looking at my experience and being able to help me articulate all that. Yeah, you know, um, many people try on their own and that's okay. Some people have the capability to do that. There's a lot of consultations with friends and family, but what you said, yeah. um, reaching out to someone who doesn't really know you, uh, especially with coaching, coaching skills, they can really have an impact. Yeah. Uh, the way you discover yourself, right? It's all Absolutely. about self-discovery and self-assessment. It's also a good boost in your confidence. Yes, yes. That's what I said about the clarity brings the confidence when you know your value. And it also helps you when you um, when you are negotiating salary and benefits, for example, it helps you. Yes. And then you it also helps on imposter syndrome, because yes. then you are able to, you know, take on new challenges without being afraid of failure, because you Absolutely. feel like you can't achieve something. Yeah, that, self, that assessment can really, really bring a lot of value yes. uh, to everyone. And uh, so that's a good um, practice, I think, for our listeners in terms of uh, taking some time off to really reflect on your career and where you want to be. Um, you said you do it once a week. Uh, I know people who do this once a year. <laughs> uh, I think everyone has a different um, style, but whatever style you listeners want to take, please take time, uh, block some time for yourself. It's so important to reflect not only where you are, but where you want to be. Yes. Because that intrinsic motivator of ambition is yes. so powerful. Yeah. And maybe if I can add something on that, Alicia, it's also back at my time at McKinsey, but there was a, uh, I was educated because I, I always said that McKinsey was a second school for me. And it, I was educated at build your own McKinsey. Meaning you can have everything you want, but you need to be in the driver's seat. And this is what I, I still believe today. When people come to ask me advice about uh, what, what their next step can be, I say, you are in the driver's seat. Some, some people come to me and complain, oh, my manager doesn't do anything for me. Well, first ask him what you expect from him to do and be in the driver's seat. You want a promotion? You want to change position? Make it happen. Build your network, take additional training, uh, leverage uh, your A-team around you, but you are in the driver's seat. Don't expect that it will fall from the sky. <laughs> Indeed. And, and, you know, that's my philosophy, too. It's about, um, I call it take back control of yeah. your career. 
And, and it's not only your career, we, we, our careers and lives are so intertwined and it's part of our overall quality of life, our ambition, everything is, it's, it's all part of us. So, but taking time for that reflection is so powerful and taking control, no one is gonna do it for you. They may support you, but yeah. they're not gonna initiate it for you. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe some managers do. I'm sure you're one of them who would identify talent and, uh, you know, support people or give them a good boost to be able to go on. But most people don't. No. And, and if they do that, then they would always be ready for their next uh, career move. Absolutely. That type of uh, thinking. Yes. Um, so let's talk a bit about creating your network. Yes. How do you go about that? And what advice can you give to our listeners? So the first thing that I realized is that a lot of people and maybe a lot of women, I don't know, when we talk about building network, it's kind of, oh, no, uh, no, I, I don't want to do that. It's like uh, I am I am selfish. I'm trying to, to take advantage of someone. I will be seen as someone who, who wants to take advantage of someone. I think that we need to, to get away from that vision. If we need, if we want to get somewhere to, to reach our objective, we cannot get there alone. I mean, we need some help. We need a team to surround us, to support us. And for me, building the network is, is really that part. And you should not forget that when you build a network, it's a two-way relationship. It's not like I form a relationship and then I ask for something and that's it. No, you nurture a relationship like you would do outside of work. When you build a relationship outside of work, it's a two-way relationship, it's very natural. So why is it different once you enter the workplace? It shouldn't be different, it's exactly the same. Uh, I think also that it's very important to, to build your network over time, because this is one of the key of, of the success and of developing your career. I can give you an example again for my current position that I get three months ago. This is a person of my network who came to me with a job description and who said, I believe that you would be a good fit for that position. I said, oh, great. So I applied. And when she heard that I was selected for the interview, she called the VP of the department to say, you know what, I want to support her. I can tell you I have worked with her in the past and she is strong. I did not even have to ask. She did it on her own because she trusted me. So the power of the network, when you really have a strong relationship with the people in your network, can really be the key to get you to your next job and your next step in your career. Indeed. And we see, um, as a career coach, I see a lot of uh, clients who start building their network only when they are yeah. desperately seeking a job. Uh, it's never too late, but then they realize the, the power of the network yeah. and how much um, you know, it, can, it can help them uh not only in in finding a job in any other aspect of uh, our lives and that's Absolutely. so important 
Absolutely. Uh, super. Thanks for sharing all that. I like what you said earlier about, um, you know, the McKinsey, you are, it's like, what did, what expression you use? You are build, build your own McKinsey, build your own McKinsey kind of <laughs> super. That's a good, um, you know, message for people. Um, great. Um, let's talk about your company where you co-founded. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're co-founder of Bliss, uh, yes. uh, I guess it's also a Belgium-based company. Yes. Um, yeah, how do, how do you manage uh, with this uh, high-impact uh, corporate full-time job and start in your own company? <laughs> so I think, uh, so we, so I founded Bliss with uh, my, uh, with the co-founder, Jessica. Uh, and we founded Bliss four years ago. And I think that I realized at that time that I was missing something in my life. Uh, I had the feeling that I can bring more than what I was doing on, only in my, in my job. Um, and in fact, this is really giving me energy. Yes, of course, it takes time, but it also bringing me a lot of positive energy that I can then reinvest in my corporate job or in my day-to-day -day life. Um, so it, it's really a win-win situation. Um, and uh, so we founded Bliss four years ago. And uh, as you mentioned, the tagline is that Bliss is the place to be for the woman who wants to love their life as much as they love their job. So we really want to work with active women, women who are involved in their job in their career and and they like their job and their career but they also want to have a life beside that um we have jessica and myself we have the same age we have uh we are working we are working women and we realize that some women when they are working full-time when they have their family uh it's sometimes very difficult for them to spend time for themselves and to say, okay, is it really the life that I want? Or I am just following the train, the path, and I don't take just a moment to step back and say, maybe I can change something in my life. Not always a huge change, but it can be, how can I make sure that I keep some time for a hobby? that I would really like to be involved in the future or develop in the future. So it's really make sure that besides the career that you love, you also have a life that you love and that in 10 years from now, you don't say, oh, now it's too late. It's a shame. I should have done mm -hmm. that 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, it, it's an interesting uh, mission uh, yeah. because it is impacting the quality of life. Absolutely. Um, and we try to separate, as I said earlier, our careers and lives are so intertwined um, and we can try to separate them, but they are so interdependent. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if we are able to, I think that awareness is important. How, yeah. how much does awareness play in that, um, in that type of work that you do? I think that it takes a lot of time and energy to make some women realize that they are facing the issue, 
to make them aware of, of that issue. Uh, most of them, they, they don't really take the time, they don't allow themselves to take the time to have that kind of reflection. And again, if they wait too long, it will be too late. So uh, yes, awareness is a big part of, of, what we, of what we do, creating awareness. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. They're so caught up in everyday life, as you yes. said, family, yeah. career, <laughs> yeah. everything else, that um, no time for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and this also has a long-term impact, as we know, in Europe. Uh, I can only speak for Europe and especially Belgium mm -hmm. on, on burnout rates. It yes. can be quite high. Absolutely. And I am... I am 100% convinced because I lived it myself. If you take time for yourself at the end of the day and you do something that you like, maybe not every day because I know that it's not always possible, but just once or twice per week, do something for yourself, which is different from your work. The day after that, when you go back to work, you are full of energy and you are much more productive than if you had stayed very late at work or you just look at your email very late. I mean, everybody has a different way of working. I, I certainly don't want to judge, but please make sure that you have some time for yourself to recharge your batteries and make sure that you are full of energy the days after. Yeah, I always uh, reflect at one point, I, I was working so much, um, you know, you don't even look at your salary coming in. You are so caught up into your work and yeah. no time. The weekends will go by and you're still working, working, working. And it's like a sort of um, drug sometimes. It's yes. that hamster wheel kind of drug effect that we keep uh, going and going and going until, you know, what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a great mission. Um, if uh, listeners want are interested, uh, they can reach out to Alan and Jessica, is it? Uh, yeah. The company is called Bliss uh, to find out more about how you can, how they can support you. Right. Or just to, just to have a chat, I imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, changing gears again, uh, going back to the finance and management part yes. um, of your career. You, you spoke earlier about wanting to become a teacher, but then you went on to do a PhD in management and finance. Yes. yes. How, what, what advice would you give to the younger, younger <laughs> folks mm -hmm. um, about who are in that type of um, career, management and finance? It's a very broad spectrum. So when you do these uh, studies like uh, MBA, uh, it's a very broad spectrum. It can go from human resources through marketing, supply chain, uh, finance. Uh, so it is very broad. And usually uh, during your studies, you will feel which of these topic is uh, the, the most appealing for you. So um, in my case, I'm really an analytical person. And so the figures, uh, they are really speaking to me. Uh, now, again, when you do these studies, what I always say is that your graduation 
is just a key to enter the world of the corporate world. And then it's up to you again to realize at some point, oh yes, I was doing some marketing. Yeah, okay, great. But now I think that I would like to go to explore a little bit uh, what's happening in finance. If you were, it's, it's always possible. I mean, you have had the basic uh, of, of your uh, MBA. So you have basic knowledge in finance, in marketing, in human resources. So a lot of doors are open for you. I think that now more than ever, a lot of doors are open for, for young folks entering the corporate world. A lot yeah. of possibilities are there for them. Yeah, it's no longer like um, for me, I'm a PhD chemist and, and like you do that and you have to enter a chemical environment or scientific environment. I think with, a, with the field of finance and business, as you said, you can go everywhere. And I really like your expression about graduation is the key because so many people today criticize getting a degree, um, but education is so, such a strong foundation. Yeah. for whatever we do and it brings discipline also and it Absolutely. brings that desire that yearning to to learn more and to be yes. more yes so I, I love that expression i'm gonna i'm gonna use it <laughs> um great so um So in terms of, you spoke earlier about investing in resources and books and, and so on. Yes. Um, what recommendations you might have, one of your favorites uh, to share with the audience? So I think that one of my favorite books uh, is the one of Sheryl Sandberg, Lean In. Uh, it was really an eye opener for me. So first I, I look at her video on TEDx uh, TEDx talk, and I, I, I saw it was so spot on, uh, the, the, the different tips that she's giving in that video, and that's why I, I bought the book uh, afterwards, and uh, she was, I mean, I think that she is really a, still a role model for me, the fact that she was speaking for women uh, and leadership, and that we should have our place around the table, our place at the table and not beside. <laughs> it, I, I was really thinking, because I think it was around 10 years ago, and it was really speaking to me at that time. Um, because I believe that women in, in leadership position, it's still a, a difficult topic. I mean, uh, you just have to see the figures the percentage of women in leadership position. It is of course getting better and better, but it's still a challenge. And, and there are a lot of valid reasons for that. Huh? But at some point as a woman, we need to make choices. And when we make these choices, I think it, it uh, avoid us to find excuses of why we didn't get the position that we wanted to have. And making choices can be painful. Huh? I am a mother of two children, and I know that if I want to be more invested in my career, it might mean having less time with my kids. But uh, I also value very much that my kids are happy, that they have a healthy life. And I believe that it's, it's possible to have both. Uh, if you are well organized. <laughs> 
<laughs> Indeed, yeah. If you take one off every week to take care of yourself, <laughs> yeah. But but indeed, uh, we spoke, um, you know, a lot about imposter syndrome and so on. And there's so many factors. And even talking about it, I, I can see you hesitating a bit to talk about. I might be wrong, but I can see you hesitating a bit to talk about women in leadership. But our voices can bring so much um, power and courage and confidence not only to women, but also to men that uh, speaking about it, not in a feministic way, but in an open, uh, yes. relaxed uh, way, it's, it's, it helps to, um, you know, give women and men more confidence in women yes. leadership. Yes, absolutely. So I appreciate that. Um, I've, seen the, I've seen the talk, but not, I've listened to the talk, but I haven't read the book. So it's going to be on my list, that's for sure. <laughs> so Alan, we're coming to the end. So thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your strategies and your stories with us. And of course, um, helping us to understand how you proactively manage your career. And that's uh, some great tips you left uh, with the listeners. Um, how can the, our listeners get in touch with you? Of course, through Bliss and any other way. So I can think you... via my LinkedIn profile. So I am mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, Arlen Derbe. And this is where you will find my, uh, my activities related to Bliss, but also related to my uh, corporate life and uh, my interest. Okay, so that, that will surely be shared in the description. Uh, of you, the Amanda. podcast um, and then uh, the theme question um, yeah. which is you know this podcast is called career rock, rock star yes. um, what makes Alin Deve a career rock star huh. I think that uh, it's uh, my sense of uh, always liking new challenges uh, in my corporate uh, life, but also outside in, with, with Bliss. It was, of course, a, a big challenge to, to, to start Bliss while still being in the, in, in the corporate world. Yes, I, I always like challenges while having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, all rock stars have fun, don't we? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's always interesting that the answers I get to that question. Um, great challenges and fun. That's uh, Alan. Um, my dear listeners, no doubt Alan has inspired us with uh, her international career path. And she has made some bold but conscious moved, uh, moves sorry, during her career. Uh, she takes a proactive approach to managing her career and does not limit herself to the corporate world. And it's all important. The importance of personal and professional development in career management is something I, I see coming through uh, this uh, podcast with Alin. So thank you for that, Alin, and also your recommendations, um, your advice uh, to the finance and business um, members of the audience. Sure. Thanks a lot for having me, Alicia. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. We, we should do this again. There's so much to talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and even you, uh, remember you're unique, your career is unique, and your lifestyle is unique. And that it's never too late or early to take control of your career, to become your own career rock star, to be more, to lead more, 
and to live more. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Ali, Europe's premier career coach and mentor. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe. Join us next time on the Career Rockstars podcast. We'll enable you to be more, lead more, and to live more, to become a career rockstar star.